0: Welcome to the Cocktail Lovers Podcast. I'm Sandra. And I'm Gary. And together we are the Cocktail Lovers. We're a married couple
1: and we've been writing about cocktails for the past 14 years. But this is the place where we talk about cocktails.
0: We'll be talking about products, we'll be talking about books, and we'll be talking about the bars that we love and we think that you'll love too.
1: We'll also be checking in with some of the biggest names in the drinks world and asking them for their top tips to help you up your mixing game at home.
0: We like to think of ourselves as your new best friends, cocktail wise. So let's hear
1: what's on the show this week. Well, it only seems like the other day we were saying cheerio to season four of our podcast and here we are saying welcome to season five. And what a wonderful way to return, as tomorrow, 24th February, is World Bartender Day. Something we think deserves a little celebration. So, in this episode, we're turning the spotlight on bartenders. Our products have both been created by bartenders, Non-Alcoholic Americo Aperitivo from Italy, and the Aperitivo Company's Orange Botanical Liqueur from Bristol. From the library, we're opening up A Bartender's Guide to the World from the world-renowned Lauren Moat, And our bar comes from the super-successful bartending siblings Joe and Daniel and their eponymous Manchester bar Schofields. As for guests, they are bartender Giacomo Gianotti and his partner Margarita Seda, the couple behind Paradiso, number one on the world's 50 best bars list. But first, we are the cocktail lovers, so let's make ourselves a cocktail.
0: So, obviously, we know that we're heroine world bartenders. We
1: certainly are.
0: And so we thought, you know, we have in the past, we've honoured Dick Bradsell, who is one of the leading lights of the London bar industry. But we've not shone a light on the late, great Douglas Ancra, who is an absolute legend and actually the creator of the pornstar martini, which is yeah, probably yeah. one of the most popular cocktails, I would say, that in widespread. So, like with the espresso martini, the pornstar martini is one of those drinks that people just order in bars. They love yeah. it. It's beautifully you see it everywhere,
1: don't you? Absolutely. Everywhere. Yeah, even po- in stores in have got their own versions of it. Yeah. So everything. we
0: thought that we'd take it back to the origins, and it was created by Douglas Anquet, as we said. Who founded an amazing bar in London called Lab Bar, yeah. which was the London Academy of Bartenders, and it was a sort of breeding ground for some great talent back in the day. So we we're talking about twenty years ago, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. it's over twenty yeah. years yeah. ago. So that was um, Lab Bar, and then he he founded another bar called the Townhouse, which we which went is to, where we first had this very drink. Exactly, and that was in two thousand and two. So, Good Lord, it, <laughs> I can't <laughs> exactly. believe it's that long ago. Oh, my God, I don't feel mm. old enough, but sometimes you I feel like it. I'm 107. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we went to, to the townhouse just to try this drink, yeah. didn't we? Because yeah, it was it a was, brand new drink then. And it was one yeah. of the things everybody was talking about, and we went, and it was such great theatre, really fabulous drink, and I'm going to create it mm. today. So, Which is why you're hearing, folks, yes. sort of sound pictures.
1: <laughs> while we've been chatting, Sandra's. Been been, multitasking. I was going to say chopping, not choppings.
0: What do you call that? You've
1: just been slicing. Slicing. slicing.
0: So I've been halving That's some halving. passion fruit, yeah. which I am actually taking all of the seeds and the flesh yeah, so and putting into the shaker. So you're
1: scooping that out. Scooping, that's it, with a, with a spoon. It, little with little spoon. spoon. Shaker, so I've got good.
0: four passion fruits, which right. are halved. Okay, um, I'm putting these in. So that's quite a lot, isn't it? It is yeah, quite a lot, so, but it's yeah. a very tropical drink. Mm-hmm. Now, it's quite interesting because I've been doing a lot of research on good. this drink. on we lots like of Lots of recipes, and they all have different versions. But luckily, we have... The original one of Douglas's books called
1: Cocktails Shaken and Stirred by Douglas Ancra. Yeah,
0: so we thought we'd go for the original recipe, which he yeah. has. So we've got these four juicy passion fruits. Tip here when you're going for passion fruits, look for ones with wrinkly skins. So they may not look the prettiest, but they're actually and you're great. making
1: a sort of wrinkly skin gesture with your hand you know, just <laughs> for everyone skin. to to know what you're exactly. describing. Yeah. So
0: now for uh, okay, the so. the boozy bits, we've got 80 mils of vanilla vodka. Okay. Is
1: that per person?
0: No, this is for two. Okay. I'm doing right. it all. Okay. He's actually, which is quite nice, he's he's done the recipe for two. Ah. Oh, so it doesn't usually happen. No, no. And I like that. Me so, saying
1: is that for one? I'm expecting like that per yeah. <laughs> drink. Okay,
0: big time. Yeah, you're welcome back, Gary. <laughs> okay, and then we have 15 mil of Passion fruit liqueur and Douglas does recommend Passoa, so of course we're going for Passoa. Yep. So that's fifteen mils. So I can actually smell that
1: passion fruit from here.
0: No? Yeah. Well, it's the mixture of mm. the actual passion fruit that we have down as well, right. and then some of the other recipes will add lime juice, and some of them also add vanilla syrup. But Douglas in this recipe has five teaspoons of vanilla sugar. So I always have this little caddy of castor sugar, which I put some vanilla pods you in. You do, so I've seen you do it. It's always there, so yeah. and they're leveled. Vanilla is so
1: intense, even in that in that caddy of sugar, it infuses yeah. the, the sugar really easily, doesn't it? Right.
0: It's got to be interesting to see if it does need that lime juice, but I'm going with Douglas's original well, recipe. Well, absolutely, yeah. Who am I to argue? hmm And then we have La Ice.
1: Right. Well, loads of ice going into the yeah. shaker there.
0: And he recommends big chunks of ice, which oh, we have.
1: That's exactly what we got.
0: So now we're shaking. Good old shake there. Very nice action, by the way. Thank you. Right. Okay. So we definitely need a strainer for this. A fine yeah. strainer.
1: Yes, that's that's worth. To get
0: rid out. of yeah. those. That, as beautiful as they are, we don't want those um, bits of uh, passion fruit in the drink. No. So
1: this is sort of double strain because it's straining through the yes. shaker itself, and then you've got fine strainer, which is like basically like a tea strainer. Yeah, it's the tea it? strainer. Yeah,
0: I've got some lovely coupe glasses Ooh, here. They're very nice. So it's going to be interesting because it's not something that we have that much now. This this passion fruit martini, but it's going to be interesting to see how it tastes. Yeah, if I'm we still like looking it. Looking
1: forward to it. Yeah. Because it's funny when you said that earlier about when we first had it at the townhouse. I can't believe it's so long ago. And it was like such a revelation, that serve, which I know you're going to talk about shortly. It's all, it's really, now it's just become, it's its everywhere you go. But not necessarily this version.
0: No. And it was so exotic. And also the thing about the ingredients, you've got vanilla, you've got passion fruit and vodka. And then our little side serve, which we have, sorry, yeah. the um, passion fruit seeds are sort of blocking up the
1: right the thing. It's worth waiting for.
0: Indeed, indeed it is. Ah.
1: Nice colour as well,
0: isn't yeah, it? It's, it's yeah, it's sunshine. And that's the other thing about this drink. I think everything about it is just so colourful, happy, and beautiful really
1: and and good for celebrating world bartender day absolutely I would, I would say
0: okay and then we have right a little float so we have one more passion Another fruit passion fruit
1: okay. so through the a, old passion fruit yeah down, our green grocer
0: is very happy about
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> right so you're slicing that one as well yeah and what are you doing with this?
0: Oh, so we right, put yeah. that on the top of the drink. Uh, oh, it floats, doesn't it? Yeah, floats it, it? So on the top. It's all
1: coming back to me now. It's all coming back to me.
0: And you. add a little bar spoon of the vanilla sugar on top of this.
1: Yeah, oh, half a
0: bar spoon. Oh, it's very elegant looking, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Pretty time-consuming for a bartender to make in the bar. <laughs> Not but that's a whole time different Time-consuming for you. I'm
1: gasping over okay. here. Okay.
0: And then this is the other little bit that really makes this drink. Yeah. You serve it with a shot of champagne on the side. Or these days, most people will have Prosecco. Ooh, there it goes. But back in the day, it was about having some champagne. So we have a lovely tall shot, as it says mm. in the book. Well, we've got these lovely
1: little—I suppose they are shot glasses. but yeah, Again, p- picked up with s- sauces in a little junk shop, didn't we? A little yeah. Second-hand shop.
0: Yeah. No one says junk shop these no. days. Vintage, <laughs> darling. Vintage, vintage. vintage. <laughs> pre-loved. Yeah. Right. right so here you about. go. So right. this oh, is oh, your you. Thank you so much. That's oh, the that's drink. Good. Nice and cool. Here's your shot of champagne. Right. Oh. And you're—you have a little teaspoon. Which mm-hmm. you then, oh. so the idea is scoop out of the, the flesh of the passion fruit, yep. then sip the martini, and, and then sip the champagne. Right. Okay, I'm going to so follow So, do those. you want so, to start? Yeah.
1: I'm going to follow those instructions. So, I'm going to have a little of
0: the passion fruit. You can take it out of the glass if it makes right. it easier mm-hmm. to have. I'm going into this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Still working?
1: More, that's delicious. Hang on. Now I've got my champagne. Oh, that is so so nice, because I haven't had one of these for so long. It's really rather special to go back to. Yes, it it really is. I should have done a cheers, actually. Yes, a cheers to Douglas as well. Douglas, and to bartenders, past and present, everywhere. Right, so I know we've had a little... A little alcoholic drink to clean <laughs> things off. But I'm going slightly backwards with okay. a non-alcoholic drink. Good. Right, if that makes sense. So it's called Americo Aperitivo, And as we said at the top of the show, everything's about bartenders today. And this comes from a, a bartender called Emanuele Genovese, who is Italian.
0: Really? With that name? (laughs) Shut up.
1: uh, He started life in Milan, but also has worked in a lot of bars, including in London, like Gilbert Scott and Pearl. So very much bartender background. Now, he wanted to create an aperitif, but significantly, although he wanted it to be very, very Italian, he wanted it to be non-alcoholic. Oh, great. That's good. That's what he's done. Mm. And let me just tell you a little bit about it. Now, if Americo, the name, it comes from the, the Latin word Amaricare, which means <laughs> to donate a pleasing bitter taste. Now, Lovely. I, I, I think you probably knew that.
0: Well, no, I, I don't. But it's that thing where Americana, all of those sort of things yeah. you think of aperitifs and they are... Pretty much bitter. Yeah. They dissent from that, yeah. don't they? Well, I,
1: I thought you'd know. I mean, I, I I didn't have the Latin. <laughs> no, I, I of
0: course I don't. School, I don't so do all, Latin. I'm just guessing. It's all used to, me. It all used
1: to <laughs> me. Anyway, that's why it's called that. And as I say, he wanted to create this drink, but non-alcoholic. So he's made it very much in the classic tradition of using ancient infusing methods, blending techniques, or to bring to the bottle. But, as I keep saying, non-alcoholic. So, mm. Let me just show you the bottle first. It's a 50 CL. I'll pass it over to you so it'll look. Nice little, nice little clean and simple. Yeah. I like the illustration on the label.
0: Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's sort of, um, it has an old-fashioned feel about it, but it is still modern too. Yeah.
1: Let's, uh, let's crack it open. I like
0: 50 CL bottles. There's something very pleasing about them in the hand, isn't there? And that one's got a lovely... Uh, sinuous sort of, of shape to it, which is, is very cool. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to tasting that. Just getting the cork out here. Oh, okay. It Doesn't wonder. Oh, ah, there you go. There it
1: goes. Okay. So also, I should say, there are two expressions of this. Um, we're going for the original. Right. But there's also a Rosso as well.
0: Anyway. I was wondering, because this one is more of a, a yeah. dry vermouth sort of thing. Um, yes. Look so and feel. That's uh, there. You go. You've mm. got the original. Have a little, little nose. As yeah, you say. and that is very much like a mm. beautiful driver move, isn't it? it? Really is, isn't it? And 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 not a non-alcoholic driver move on the on the nose. Does it tell you about the herbs and you know things like that? Because well, they yeah. must have a I lot mean, of botanical things like
1: wormwood. Mm. And stuff. But he so he also stresses all the ingredients are Italian mm. ingredients. So things there are. Uh, that's like lovely. orange and lemon and stuff. Mm. But yeah.
0: Really yeah, nice. Yeah, it good. has got a sweetness to it, I must mm. say. But the complexity of those herbs and botanicals or whatever, I just think that this feels like a, a vermouth. It doesn't oh, feel like a really non-alcoholic doesn't. anything, actually. It's no. got a lot of because it's, character to uh, it. Yeah, it's got mm. a lot of character. It's got a lot of body. Hasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's one of those um, liquids... You know, you kind of want to rinse it Mm. around your
0: mouth and let it flow over your tongue, all of that. And I like that a lot. I like it. I just wonder about the sugar content in it because it does feel quite sweet. Yeah. And maybe that's what's carrying a lot of the flavours. But I do like, as we say, the complexity of it. and, And actually, there is that lovely... Lingering dryness at the ends which is which is beautiful, yeah, and is. you don't feel that you're missing out on booze with this at all no, do it, you no. it, mm. it's got a nice dry finish as you say.
1: yeah, and in terms of serves and things, something we touched on before I think the last season was with non alks it's like how they yeah because be mostly served.
0: they just say with tonic with don't tonic, they yeah,
1: i um, interestingly, on the website uh there are. A few recipes, at its simplest, they just say serve it over ice with a twist of lemon or mm. orange, which I think this would yeah. work yeah, brilliantly. Mm. But also, there's a couple of recipes. For instance, there's a sour, which in addition to lemon and uh, lemon and sugar, there's also coconut oil,
0: which I think mm. that could work really well. And that will give it lots sour. of body, wouldn't it? Which yeah, would be lovely. Yeah. Mm. And the other Clever. thing that
1: struck me on the on the recipes was. I think what he's doing, as well as saying, look, you can make great non-alcoholic recipes, he's sort of saying you can make low ABV. Right. So there's, for instance, there's a serve which is made with a little dry port. So mm. it's not a totally non-alcoholic drink then, but it's a low, Yeah, but that's... That's the dash
0: yeah,
1: of uh, nice. light port. So I think that's interesting. And one other thing, I must just tell you about on the website. He's also put a playlist up, which I think is very cool. Good a playlist to have with your apéritif.
0: And do you remember any of the tracks? From Ray it? Charles was on there. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's, I can't remember any others. But, I thought <laughs> but it was that's really fun great. Ideas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Wonderful. Ray,
1: Ray Charles with this, I'd be very.
0: And happy is about. it is it available now? Or it is. It's around
1: about twenty pounds for a, this fifty cl bottle, which mm. I think is good actually mm. and yeah you can get it on online very easily so uh, details as always are on the marvellous
0: you've just done a wonderful aperitivo mm-hmm. non-out yep. from a, a bartender and i'm going to do something still in that aperitivo category okay. but this is from a british bartender Called Rich Tring, we first met him. Oh gosh, quite a long time ago, yeah. when he was um, representing. No, he he was one of the finalists in world class UK. That was yeah, in twenty twelve right. yeah, or yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, but um, he's worked in some of Bristol's finest bars, including the Great Milk Thistle. Yeah, brilliant. And then he went on to found his founder of Red Light, also in Bristol. Yeah. But now he has founded this wonderful aperitivo company, which we, we've come across before. Mm, there goes mm. the cork
1: already. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I'm just <laughs> I'm just smelling the cork because oh, it's beautiful. Mm, mm, mm. Um so they do a range of vermouths and lovely aperitifs, as as the name denotes, aperitivo yep. company. This one that we're tasting today is an orange botanical liqueur. Yeah. Or a triple sec, let's or say. a triple sec. Yes, yeah, exactly. But I like the... orange
1: botanical or liqueur. Yeah, it. well, yeah. that's
0: what they're saying. So usually you would use this as one of the core ingredients in a margarita, but they're creating it also so you can enjoy it as a di- digestive or an aperitif. So, um, oh, that just it smells so great. I know, I know, I know. the beauty. Let me let me pass you, you. I'll pass you the bottle. Yeah. No. I'll Pour oh, Out a yes, little no, bit
1: no, and then right. I'll
0: pass okay. oh, you. We're doing the everything roundabout, so you I know. I'm got just a golden. it's beautiful oh, color, really lovely golden bottle, orange or something. I'm going to pass you the right. bottle okay. so you can have a so little So, this, talk is, this about is 50 seal as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's okay. the same kind of shape mm. that beautiful shape that we had earlier on. But I there's like something beautiful divide. about the packaging, they're yeah. going very much for sustainability,
1: right? Okay.
0: And things like that. So the packaging is screen printed onto the bottle with organic inks. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're trying to become plastic free. Good. Um, they've got all of these wonderful initiatives, recycled card shipping boxes. They say, other than our wooden cork, which has a synthetic stopper, we are proud to be almost plastic free. And they're working Excellent. on the cork. So, good, good, so that's good. great. And well, that's the other thing about a small company, as we know, yes. that you can do things in your way, in Absolutely. your time. Absolutely.
1: I couldn't agree more with yeah.
0: that. What, what is that on the bottle? Did you know what that is? I think is, that, that might be is? the bark, actually, because ah. they use. Chin- it's like, sort of chin-cho. I can never yeah. say that one. In Chona bark. <laughs> yeah, it's usually me who gets. I the know, wrong, so that I'm sure that's, that's right. that's what they anyway. use for the bitterness. And then there's lots of beautiful citrus in here. But this colour oh, is just like the most majestic, peeling, majestic
1: orangey
0: Orange gold. It's ca- wait, the one you're drinking, it's catching the light, mm. almost like a,
1: a shot from a film. It looks very. Glamorous and elegant.
0: What, me, you mean? at the glass, I meant. <laughs> but you
1: as well, obviously. Thank you, Ob's. sir. Right, I'm having a little taste now.
0: Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Mm. That has got... Mm. Look at... I just take, oh, oh took goodness. a sip of that. But actually, looking at the legs coming down the glass, have a look yeah. at yours. It's yeah. amazing. God. What, very what rich. What ABB is this? It's 30. 30% okay. ABB.
1: Right. Oh, it's got a nice little bit of finish as well. Yeah, 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 Ooh. yeah.
0: And so I can understand why they're saying it's a digestive, because you can mm. actually just drink this and really appreciate the, the complexity. Oh, me again. That's my new word for this season, <laughs> folks. Complexity. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> but it's lovely, isn't mm. it?
1: I absolutely yeah. love that.
0: And it's so nice yeah. that it's being made in Bristol. Yeah by hand almost, you know, by this wonderful bartender, Anne Kate Hawkins, I believe, that she writes a lot about aperitifs. So this is a a labour of love. All of the products are vegan and as made as naturally as possible. And so this orange botanical liqueur from the Aperitivo Co. is £20 for 500 mils. And I implore you to go onto their website and see the other things that they're doing on Indeed, there. Indeed, yeah. So while you're buying this, put a, a bottle of vermouth in your checkout basket as well.
1: <laughs> and now for a cocktail hack from one of our experts.
2: Hi, my name is Nick Strangeway. I'm one of the co-founders of Hepple Gin and have worked in the bar industry for the last 35 years. And one of my simple hacks is go out into the parks, into the gardens, find some windfall autumn. Orchard fruit like apples or pears, or potentially, if you're lucky, quince that are little hard, bullet shaped objects at the moment. Cut them into wedges, take the cores out, put them in your freezer, leave them overnight, and then when you defrost them, you can squeeze them into your gin and tonic or your cocktail, and it adds natural acidity from a northern hemisphere fruit. I was taught this by the wonderful James Lowe from Lyle's restaurant a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm kicking myself that I hadn't thought of it earlier. But it works immensely well with quince, or you know medlar fruit, or crab apples—the sort of things you can find in the parks around you.
0: Okay, for our bar. Again, keeping with our bartender Bartender theme, theme. we've gone for a bar that is bartender-owned, because and it's becoming more and more so, and actually, I love bartender-owned bars. So do I. I,
1: More power to them.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. Looks glamorous, but it's bloody hard work. And so anybody that's doing it and doing it well, we've got to give them a shout out.
1: And we're going to do that right now.
0: Yes. So we're going to Manchester to Schofield's Bar. Um, Um, We did review Sterling Bar earlier on in season four, I believe. Yeah, not that long ago. Yeah, Yeah. but this one was... We're focusing on the homecoming of the Schofield yeah, Brothers. this was which their is, first bar. Manchester yeah, Dan ordinary. and Joe yeah. Schofield, who together have been in the bar. They don't look it, but they've been in the industry for over 25 years yeah. or something, Combi- between yeah, t- them. <laughs> com- Combined, I think,
1: 25 to 30 Exactly.
0: Years, yeah. But this bar, they've always had it in their heads that they've travelled the world, but they wanted to come back home and bring something special yeah. to home. Uh, we
1: should say, I think we probably did mention this before, but it's worth saying again, yeah. between them, they've worked at some of the, the best, best bars, bars in the
0: world. And you also know, a collection, different types of bars. Yeah. So you've got... Joe was at the Savoy. He's also been at the Tippling Club in Singapore. Daniel has been at Coupette in London, but also at Little Red Door in Paris and Colt 69 Colebrook Road, yeah, different yeah. things like that. So, so a great pedigree. Between them, they, yeah. they know what's what.
1: Jumping ahead, I was going to say what I like about them and what they've brought to their bar is it's brought all the all smartness of and elegance and professionalism of Five Star, but with their nice, smiley, informal, relaxed style. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And they also, between them, have all kinds of accolades. So that is all in evidence here. So the, the building where the, the bar is located is yeah. in... A, Glorious Art Deco yeah. Sunlight Sunlight House in, yep. in Manchester, which was built in the 1930s. Um, what do you want no, to say Well, about... the thing
1: is about that, that I think it's really interesting as well. Well, there's lots of things about it mm. really interesting. But one point they make themselves when they talk about it is that it is a 1930s Art Deco building. So there's a nice synergy between that and 1930s, and the that cocktails. kind of glorious mm. cocktail age that we would all like to have had a little look at. So they've brought that all together. And, and the approach to the bar, it's got a really lovely entrance, hasn't it? Oh it my really, God,
0: yeah, yeah. really Please grand. look on our, if you never look on our Instagram feed, Please look at it for this because there is this beautiful Uh, entrance that they have, and it's it's fabulous. And that's your, I think, it sets the tone for what lies ahead. Right
1: out of my mouth, there it sets the tone of the evening, as it did for us. Yeah,
0: and we went on a Friday night, so of course it was pumping. It was beautiful, but in in a great way, you Mm. know. So, as you were saying before, that they've brought this sort of five star service but made it very low-key and, you know, just amazing. Accessible,
1: informal. But they also
0: have, there's a sort of nod to that just with their uniforms, which is like they have these white aprons with white shirts and little bow tie. So there's something that is like, you know, there is a little bit of formality, but it's relaxed formality and it lets you know. Formality
1: with a twinkle in the eye. Exactly. But it
0: just sort of lets you know about the level of professionalism, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. lies ahead so
1: yeah. um so in terms of the bar once we've gone through that le- lovely entrance it's a really nice simple layout there's t- oh, it's basically two spaces mm. there's the, the, the smaller one you go into which is a ra- where you can sit around the bar yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what we did Definitely because go- <laughs> we always
0: <laughs> we always like to sit around whether the bar. people want us there or not <laughs> no
1: just get used to it because that's where we sit or you can step through to a slightly larger area which is more about sort of tables and that Mm. kind of group thing. So Mm. both spaces really, really good. And so yeah, we so we sat down at the bar, grabbed our menu. And what I love also, and this again goes back to that thing of not taking themselves too seriously. They describe their menu as fine and classic cocktails, celebrated libations and other fancy drinks. Mm. Which again, hints to that golden age.
0: Yeah, I think. And, and there's 24 cocktails on the menu. Yep. And I think what's lovely about it, I think there's about 12 of them that are real... You know, not, not crowd-pleasers, but things that people know, you know, yeah. like your old-fashioned, you've got your Bloody Marys, Clover Clubs, stackeries, yeah. those sort of things made exquisitely. Yes. But then there's also 12 that are much more, I would say, seasonal or their own creation. Yeah. So things like the Rolls-Royce, which is mm. Chase, G.B. Gin, Schofield's dry vermouth they also oh, yeah. make Oh as <laughs> if they're not busy enough yeah yeah they produce those their guys honestly yeah they're English they're dry on it vermouth um yeah. and then Astley brothers estate vermouth and benedictine and then there's also this lovely um seasoned gimlets which is Bombay Sapphire gin fino sherry salt and pepper cordial yeah. and citizens of soil Oil floated on the top. So lots yeah. of nice things there. Yeah,
1: I, I just going back briefly to the earlier part of the menu that you said, the kind of classics, mm. I think what's worth mentioning there, because I'll come on to this. I I had a martini. There's a surprise. Of <laughs> um, but what I think they've done, well, not I think they've done, I know they've done, is because they have this breadth of experience. When it comes to the classics, they serve up the best version mm. from their experience of, like, you know, what that – how that drink should be produced to make it the most perfect version so i had a martini which was made with boatyard double gin schofield's dry vermouth which we just mentioned and orange bitters and it was everything a great martini should be in my opinion it was the perfect temperature the perfect dilution and just the perfect balance a perfect martini
0: Mm, wonderful perfect you say perfect also they um as we're talking about non-outs they've got four on the menu i haven't written what those are down but there's four and they're exquisitely balanced as they would be here i have to give a little shout out as well for the head bartender rachel orange she's amazing we love her and also one of the other things i really love i just think it's such a great idea and i can't think of why no one's done this before that they offer this selection of books from their library yeah yeah that you can read while you're waiting at the bar so this is amazing for so many reasons a you can go in the bar on your own and just sort of while away your time but b they've actually matched cocktails to the book so you know for if you have casino royale there's a a vespa is served with it cocktail the book by haywood gould you get served a singapore sling the complete poems by Anne sexton comes with a martini you know it's yeah. amazing it's such a nice
1: touch isn't simple it? Yeah. but
0: just great great fun i just love it and these guys are killing it in manchester yeah. <laughs> at the moment they're, they're the
1: dons aren't they yes yeah, so they they right have so.
0: sterling bar yeah. which we we spoke about um earlier and in season four they also have atameka which is we went to visit that as well yeah. it's very different it's yeah. a, more of a sort of coffee shop vibe with bottled cocktails yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that yeah. but great and they're also now going to take over the dining room at yeah, the stock exchange I'm very hotel intrigued by that. so we have to go back and we see do. what they're doing yeah. because you know they're transcending bars and going into food and all sorts of hospitality so yeah. we just say this is world bartender day at its finest and we salute these guys
1: we do the book this week is from lauren moat and james o fraioli i hope i got that right james and it's called a bartender's guide to the world cocktails and stories from 75 places
0: now that's perfect for our theme this week It really is yeah. so yeah tell us about Well,
1: it. it's already sort of draws you in now lauren Moat, fabulous great, yes great we love lauren canadian bar t- oh, and she's actually been a guest on this podcast yeah yes. so yeah we we do like lauren <laughs> but anyway but we're looking at the book cold it's this uh, as i say lauren is canadian she's worked in all sorts of bars dive bars five star bars but significantly she has really traveled the world over the last 20 or so years mm. and uh, that's what I think she's captured in this book so 20 years lots of travel and it's storytelling and the thing is I had a look through this book and I what I really like is the way it feels like Lauren chatting Talking, yes, yeah but, yes. so while I'm chatting myself I'll pass the book over to you wonderful and it's it's a really nice idea because it feels like you're going on a journey with her Mm. and it's it's cocktails as i say from 75 places it's broken down by various spirit category like rum whiskey gin etc and there's a whole chapter on non-alcoholics which we're always happy very pleased to see Mm. and she just takes us around the world and um tells us a little story about each cocktail
0: beautiful photographs really
1: well. nice kind of life a little bit lifestyle mm-hmm. but very natural that's mm-hmm. what i really really like about it so you know she goes everywhere there's cayman islands tokyo scotland london hawaii so many places so he's like um, imagine what her passport stamps <laughs> must be like you know it must be exhausting uh, but i think that's the thing is she takes us all over the world and for each drink There'll be a little story about where she was, why she was there, mm. who she was with, what was going on, and then she'll talk about the inspiration that she drew from that place and the drink that it inspired. So, oh, there, lovely idea! Yeah, mm. so every not every drink, but lots and lots of the drinks, kind of half familiar, you know, whether it's a daiquiri or whatever, but all with her unique. Stamp.
0: Mm, I love that. So I'm looking um at this page, I'm actually at the Apple Appellation.
1: Okay. And
0: it says Area of Inspiration, County Cork, Island. Inspired by The Widow's Kiss and the Old Fashioned. And Lovely. it's just a really nice idea, I think. Really beautiful. Really and the drink itself looks pretty damn yeah. tasty. And
1: I, I think a lot of the drinks as I glance through it, they are they look, you know, because this is a book that if you're a bartender, I would suspect you should really read but also mm-hmm. home mixers like ourselves there's nothing in there that i thought oh i couldn't have a go at that yeah you know i think they all look really accessible
0: and also which is lovely it is in ounces but also in mills as well Happy which doesn't about happen that. all the time yeah. so well done on that front
1: yeah and also she's a big champion as she says in the book on she likes wherever possible to use local ingredients mm. which i we would definitely agree with and also she tries to be seasonal so i think there are things again like cooking you can play with that be Mm. seasonal so i think the drinks are great but also because of the storytelling element of that that lauren's brought to it it's the kind of book that i would happily just sit down in the evening and and just read yeah exactly and, and i could imagine reading it and keep telling you Oh, guess here this listen to this one, listen to this one. And then and then wanting to make the drink. Yeah, so exactly. I, it's beautiful. I really like this book a lot. It's Lovely. fun. Lovely. Great yeah. stuff. So that is a bartender's guide to the world, cocktails and stories from 75 places by Lauren Moat and James o'Freoli And it is 1699. And you can find it online.
0: And you can also see it on our Instagram feed. You can indeed. Mo is no stranger to winning awards with a slew of accolades including best bartender in Spain, best Italian abroad and best European bartender under his personal belt. He's also the proud recipient of the one to watch and top 10 best European cocktail bars for his bar Paradiso which is currently number one on the world's 50 best bars list. That's no accident, I might add. It's the result of sheer determination and bloody hard work. From a childhood spent in his family's ice cream parlour in Tuscany, where his passion for hospitality was ignited, to honing his bartending talents and refining his style in London, it was in Barcelona where the magic really happened. Not only where he met his wife, Margarita, But where he realised his dream of opening his own bar, the world-renowned Paradiso, a speakeasy hidden behind a retro-style fridge door inside a pastrami bar. Together with Margarita, who works with him as creative director, devising menu concepts, naming drinks and designing uniforms, he's gone on to open another two venues in Barcelona, Galileo and Monk as well as setting up Paradiso Lab, a centre of creativity and development where new projects and menus are born. We can't wait to hear from them on how they complement each other in their work, what makes a good bartender and being voted best bar in the world. Giacomo, Margarita, welcome to the Cocktail Lovers podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, it's so lovely to see both of you in in Barcelona. We're here in cold London and you're in Barcelona. But before we get started, one of the things I wanted to say, we've said it before and we'll keep on saying it, congratulations on your bar, Paradiso, being named the best bar in the world, in the world's 50 best bars in October. But it's no accident that you've got this accolade because it's something that's meant a lot to you and you've worked on for a really long time. So tell us, why does it mean so much to you?
3: Well, first of all, thank you very much. And I think uh, being recognised, uh, best bar in the world from uh, uh, bartenders uh, uh clients uh, friends clients, friends uh aficionados uh, it's, it's the best uh, uh, recognition, uh recognition, recognition we can we can, uh, we can get so it means a lot for us it
4: uh, means that uh, all the seven years we have been working they the deserve work, it you know yes. the, the people can see our job our work our our team every day and i think it's part of the the best uh, recognition you know it means that we need to continue in the same line and we have more motivation and you know all our clients follow us so we that that's uh, the best you can ask you know (laughs) i know and also
0: i mean your bar used to be packed there are always lines outside the door what is it like now (laughs) (laughs)
4: It feels a crazy Yes, Uh, even a little bigger.
0: Yeah, I would imagine.
4: We have developed an app so we can have like a virtual queue right now. That's a lot because as well, it's a little cold, the weather and the people needs to wait uh, until the other clients go out. So whenever we got the table ready, we send a text and they come so they don't need to wait at the door. And we're starting with this project and I think it's working very well. But, yes,
0: yes, yes.
3: But yes.
4: as well, you know, it's a little of education as well to our clients.
0: <laughs> absolutely, <laughs>
1: absolutely. That sounds amazing. So I wish, wish we had more of those so we don't have to stand in the cold. But let's go back a little bit because, you know, we're talking about your bar now. But Giacomo, if we could go back right to the beginning, when and why did you choose bartending as your career?
3: Well, um, as 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 you know, I grew up uh, in, a, in a family, the uh, ice cream shop and bar of my family. So it's a family business, uh, and me, my brothers, we always uh, uh, help uh, my parents. Uh, and growing up there, uh, it's like a click, something inside me, like a passion for the hospitality. But, uh, you know, the bar... And uh, we have a little corner bar in the ice cream shop where we make Negroni, Spritz, Americanos. (laughs) And, you know, I always see kind of mixology, something that uh, um, attire me. And uh, I don't know, I was very curious on that. And then uh, growing up, uh, I did hotelery school and uh, I see... World of bartending, it was like very, I don't know, I was very passionate about it, even when I was very young. Uh, so I decided uh, after school to fly to London because the, the, the things I, I had in mind and to do this job at good level, I needed to know English very well. So this was my goal, I say, to, to be a good uh, uh, bartender, for sure, I will need English, you know. So I travel to London, but I traveled to London without any contact, uh, <laughs> without know anybody at 18 years old, uh, just for one month, you know. And I ended it uh, stay four years <laughs> because when I arrived to London in 20. 20- uh, 2007 i found like uh, the, the best city of, of cocktail so i say wow i need to stay here to learn as much as possible
1: so so it started with the language thing but then you realized that you were in a great environment to learn
3: your craft Yes, because everything I was seen in a book in my in my school in Carrara, that is a small city in Tuscany, like uh, you know, professional equipment for bars. Uh, uh, but in my city, I, I never seen it. You know, and when I when arrived to London, like uh, even like uh, a corner cocktail bar, they have it, and you know, my eyes were
0: like. Uh, <laughs>
3: And I say this is the right place where where I need to be, you know.
0: Um, one of the bars that you worked in in London was Beat at One, and I I read that you learnt two hundred cocktails there. I mean, was it a really good school for learning in, in that environment?
3: Yes. So the the two best experience for me and they took most time was one. It was the Eclipse Bar in South Kensington where I did the one and a half years of bar backing, but it was very uh, helpful uh, for me. And the second experience, it was a uh, one with uh, very nice training of, uh, as you say, more than uh, the 200 cocktail, you know, a uh, classic cocktail, but they teach you all the technique and as well, they teach you how to learn under pressure, how to handle difficult situations, how to serve multiple cocktail at the same time. So, you know, I was very young. I was 20, 21. Uh, so all this good training, uh, it, being like a very good base like my my career in the in the future
0: and what would you say the most important thing that you learnt while you were in london the
3: most important things i think uh, like the, the training so discipline uh, um, professionalism uh, and uh, and the style as well you know to to multitask, uh, bartending, always smiling, uh, you know, eye contact with the guests. There are things then. Uh,
4: the standards the, are very
3: high. Is right? the standards are very high and things are difficult to learn? Uh, let's say in a bartender school, but uh, is you need to learn in a bar where people with experience uh, teach you. You know, so.
1: So from London, four years. You then went to Barcelona where you met the marvellous Margarita. So, Margarita, can we bring you in again and ask you two things, actually? Could you tell us, first of all, how you and Giacomo met, and can you tell us how you decided to start working together? It's a lovely story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is I can't. I can't. the cocktail involved. Of course. Good, we like that. <laughs>
4: well, it's us start like, my name is Margarita, so imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I I came to Barcelona as well when I was very young. I started working at the W Hotel and uh, I was uh, working in the hotel. I was the hostess of the Clips Bar and Giacomo was the bartender. And, you know, all the time I was going to eat, he was going there. All the time I was uh, going to... Uh, I don't know, to organize the VIP, he was in the corner of the VIP. (laughs) And and he was like very close to me, but he was not speaking to me. And I was shy. He was a little, but he knew that I like, like tropical fruits. And all the time he was serving me the passion fruit martini. When I was at the, area he always arrived like oh maria here is your passion fruit martini you know and every day i arrived no and one day i took my passion fruit martini and he took my hand and he told me with the tutto passion and niente fruit you know like in italian all
3: all passion and no fruit
4: (laughs) fruits and i was like oh wow and yeah from that moment we start uh, dating and together and we had like a few months having uncovered because at the hotel if you have a partner in the same
3: uh, uh, outlet outlet,
4: they need to change you so we keep it like secret for about two three months and then yeah, and right now we have 10 years together. So. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. Because you're integral to the bar as well, to, to Paradiso. So how do you two find it working together? Gary and I work together, so we know what it's like as a husband and wife. But what are the, the good things and the harder things of working with your partner?
4: Look, uh, you need to have a very good communication, for sure. I think that's uh, one of the most important things. And respect as well the job that the other person is doing. So more than respect, you need to admire whatever your partner is doing. I think in in this industry or in any industry. Uh, we started working together, so I was managing the room, the people, the clients, the things that I like more, selling. And this was my my side. And decoration, fashion... And then Giacomo is more traditional, is passionate, is perseverant, is flavors, is, you know, like, uh, we have a very beautiful balance. And I think that's the key for us when we start with Paradiso's project. We both want to have a cool bar, but, you know, we have uh, this idea, like, we want the clients to have an experience uh, 100%, like, uh, not even five senses, so six senses, you know. (laughs) emotions always involved to have uh, something that you cannot do at home you know like you go to Paradiso to have uh, an incredible experience and we both had the same idea so we we do the best in our areas and we complement each other
0: and do you Giacomo what would you say how do you complement each other I think uh,
3: (laughs) yes (laughs) I think uh, we complement each other as Margarita said um She's uh, amazing. Uh, r- like a r- relations with with the guests, with with the, with everyone uh, uh, is making. You know everybody feel happy in in the room. And uh, of course, I'm more like passion on the bar. With the so I think we we split uh, uh, our 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 job and our passion in a very nice way and it's balanced. Uh, and that's why. He, we you know, can keep doing uh, with with success, so I think that's is one of the key. Like
1: like a like a cocktail, a good great cocktail. You're, you're perfectly balanced, aren't you? So, so, Giacomo, could we talk a little bit more? How would you describe yourself and your bartending style? <clears throat> uh,
3: how I describe my bartender style um, as a bartender, and right now. I like you know to to make cocktail that can surprise our guest. and as Margarita was say before, to get like a 360 experience. So thinking about uh, right now in Paradiso, in the Paradiso lab, when we approach in a cocktail, uh, we're thinking before to the idea the full idea and then we start uh, with the recipe then it needs to be linked with the idea to the presentation to the technique uh, to the smell to the garnish so it's not just about like uh the recipe uh, about the the ingredient but it's like a full uh, experience a full presentation of it so you know my style of course has been evolving uh, uh, through the years uh, uh, my you know the, the mentors uh, and the place where i work help me uh, shape uh, uh, who i am today and uh, i think is uh, i found like my way through the years uh, the, the way i feel comfortable and i feel expressed better myself and uh, the creativity of uh, my team as well
0: and margarita i'm going to be sneaky and ask you what how, how would you describe yakumo's style
4: <laughs> wow, I think uh, Giacomo is a very integral bartender. He gets a little of everything together. He has, uh, you know, this classic part, uh, then he has the flirty part and sharing with the client and the flair as well, you know, the show at the bar. He's a very passionate person. So I think it's innovation, you know, it's a kind of bartender that is always trying to make something new
0: and yeah it's handsome what can i say good one good one so
1: so let's let's stay in the bar because it's a bar that sandra and i really love anyway but for our listeners could you just talk a little bit about the style of the bar itself and what what you're currently up to in the bar in terms of you know you've told us about the app great idea and what else is going on in the bar right now
0: yeah, and also just give us a little flavour of that new menu which we did try. So just to bring it to life for people as well. You, you
3: mentioned a few of uh, of of the point. The new menu we launched the uh, the week of uh, the fifty best in Barcelona. It was in October. All inspired in the evolution of the humankind. So we have a cocktail inspired by the fire, a cocktail inspired by the agriculture in. Uh, yeah, we have fifteen uh, signature cocktail, all inspired by a moment that make the human greatest. Okay, um, yeah,
4: so the, the re- the evolution, like uh, the evolution of the humankind, is the name of the menu, and it's inspired in all the creations of our ancestors that have changed our present. Exactly. So, we have like uh, decided this big term because it's beautiful and it's uh, as well very good to know how we are here and why. And uh, that's why we developed like the whole chronologic part, like the, as Giacomo was saying, the fire, the era of metals, the agriculture, the medicine, Fleming. And in all these uh, ideas, we have developed different techniques. So, yes, yeah, I think it's one of our best menus for sure.
0: Yeah,
3: technique, presentation and flavors. Yes,
4: and, and also for people that don't
0: know it, there are some amazing serves as well. So it's not just about having a drink in a glass. It really is a complete experience. So hopefully we'll have some pictures and we can put those on our on our website so people can get a little idea of what's in store when they come to Barcelona.
3: Of course. Yes, yes. It's always better to see it. It's yeah, exactly. Actually. To bring it to
0: life. And also you, you have got a wonderful sustainability ethos at the bar and project going on. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Yes. yes. Uh, so, sustainability for us uh, has been a value since
3: we opened. And through the years we try always to do uh, something more, you know, to be... Uh, you know, more sustainable and, 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 and uh, as, 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 as we can. So, um, you know, uh, last years uh, we did, uh, we started doing like a project with the Platt Institute, with university to recycling all our waste. Uh, and then uh, hopefully uh, in a couple of months we will open a waste lab with the idea to Yay. start uh, recycling by ourselves. Uh, the waste of the bar and uh, re- and make uh, tools to be used in the bar or to sell as merch. So we see something that before it was uh, thrown in the bin, especially plastic, as we cannot, uh, is not uh, Recyc- um, recycling this component. We can see uh, giving a new life to something who was going in the trash. And this is make us very, very happy.
4: And uh, I, I think as well in here in, the, in our industry. Like uh, in all these years we have traveled a lot and we have learned in different countries, how they do it. And we have seen as well in other places where they don't recycle anything, how much trash or the places that they do it better than us. So as well, we want to bring to Paradiso and uh, to share with our neighbors and uh, of the bars, this idea, because we started doing it uh, two, three years ago and it was very difficult to recycle our plastic. Very difficult. We need to travel like almost uh, one state to find a place to do it. So the idea for us is to make something closer, to make something for our community, where we can save our plastic and we can make something useful from that. And uh, it's a big dream, but look, after two, three years, it's becoming reality. And as well, right now, if we are here, we we can inspire other bars to do it. They can come to our lab to recycle their own plastic uh, trash and make uh, something useful, you know, maybe a present for a client, maybe, I don't know, tools or for the bar, but, you know, it's very important to have in mind that we can do, we can always do it better, you know, and uh, as well, we take the trash, the natural one, and we do the coasters as well, you know, training our team is a very sustainable thing because more they know more they can give us you know so I think it's a whole program and and well we're very happy and we would love to make it bigger every year every year
0: <laughs> fantastic you're doing a great job over that
1: and, and I mean your passion from both of you is really wonderful because it inspires everyone else as well and, and with that in mind this episode of the podcast when it's go when it's going out it's actually all about celebrating world bartender Day, so Giacomo, could you tell us who do you think's really influenced you in your career and why
3: so in my career, I would say the uh, for sure giuseppe Santa maria we've been working together two and a half years when I was uh, younger at Ola boutique Bar and him uh, as well as Matlarovka they they teach me like uh, uh, you know. For me, it was like uh, an university of bartending where I learn uh, the, the fine mixology, the heart of hospitality at top level. And for me, it was like uh, a point of uh, to an upgrade for for myself. Uh, so for sure, them and as well uh, worthwhile. Uh, I always admire. People like Agostino Perrone, uh, Salvatore Calabrese, for me, they've been always like uh, uh, people that uh, I, I admire and I I get inspired by them, so for sure.
0: And Margarita, same to you, but you can't say Giacomo. So, <laughs> <laughs> who, who do you most admire and why?
4: I do admire a lot of people in this industry and the bar and as well behind the bars, because I think it's a very good job even out of the bar. Uh, so I will say well, Salvatore for sure. I I will My say son. Salvatore. He'll May- be
0: very happy.
4: <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, because for me, he's, uh, you know, he's elegant, but still uh, warm. He's uh, a gentleman. He's... Uh, I don't know how old he is, but he's still, you know, you go to his bar and he's impeccable. The service is beautiful. He's amazing. You know, it's for me, It's a person, so we can learn a lot from him. So, yeah, I think, yes. I love That's that. Lovely. I
0: love That's
1: that. Lovely. So, lastly, again, because it is World Bartender Day, and there will be a lot of people who want to learn from you guys. So, what would you say makes a really good bartender?
4: passion for sure passion (laughs) uh, perseverance Perseverance. Perseverance and studying i think
3: and it's a beautiful job then you never uh, stop learning you know every day so yes.
4: Yes. yes education passion and perseverance for sure and then uh, you know you need
0: to have uh, dreams as well and yeah keep following <laughs> your yes dreams. and look what happens when you yeah. follow your dreams you <laughs> get
4: to be the,
0: voted the best bar in the world so actually listen to Giacomo, everybody because you too can have that accolade but as you say it takes hard work and its determination and just sticking with it so Everybody, we really, really recommend you do head over to Barcelona and check these two out. And while you're there, you have to buy something from Miss Bar Trends as well, (laughs) which is Margarita's other sort of side hustle. But she does amazing, amazing aprons, merchandise and everything. So check out the details on our website and on our Instagram feed. And we can't wait to see you again soon in Barcelona. Thank you so much guys. Thank, Thank you guys. <laughs> uh, big Thank
4: hug you, and it's everybody. an honor for us this this call. You're amazing. Thank, Thank, you. You, so Thank much. you so much.
1: The latest issue of the Cocktail Lovers magazine is available now. As always, we're looking at the people, places, products and much much more that we're loving in the cocktail world. To get your print or digital copy, simply visit thecocktaillovers.com/magazine.